Well, everybody, welcome back to Sauce and Goss. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. Uh, we and have uh, a, a fun episode planned, but no, I think it, it would be a mistake if uh, Ryan and I didn't use our platform um, that we have to to talk about. You know what's going on in the world. I'm sure everyone is keeping up with the news. This is topical, but the message will you know last a lifetime. Black Lives Matter. Um, Everyone knows what's going on down in the States and across Canada. There's protests happening over the, the death of a uh, George Floyd. Yeah. And, uh, and you'll notice too, that, you know, we, we brought, we brought the pod in raw this time. Uh, no music. Cause it's, it's just not a fun time, man. And, and, you know, yeah, like you said, fee like this, uh, you know, this podcast, we started this podcast just to goof off and have fun, but, it's not a fun time right now, um, and that's that's got to be uh, that's got to be addressed. And and you're right. I I don't think in my lifetime I've ever seen anything quite quite like this. I mean, you know, we already thought that you know 2020 was a bit of a wild year with this pandemic, which is still happening, of course. But uh, now I think you know certainly in North America and. And in, in many parts of the world right now, the, the focus is on um, the Black Lives Matter movement and, and obviously what, what happened in Minneapolis to George Floyd, which I think, you know, um, yeah, I, like I'm sure you saw the video. I, I saw it. Uh, I didn't want to watch it. I, I saw it one time and um, had to turn it off because it, it really, you know, fucking made me mad. Um, and I haven't watched it since and I don't plan to cause it just sucks. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah, this is strange territory for us. Cause like I said, we like to goof off on this pod and, and, and have a good time. But, um, yeah, like you mentioned, it, we'd be remiss if we didn't kind of address this right. And with, you know, the small platform we have here and, you know, we're stoked that everybody listens and shares the pod and everything. And we really hope that, you, you know, more than ever, you, you share it this time, because I think this is a conversation that, you know, needs to keep happening. And and um, it's crazy. Uh, you know, I think everybody for a long time has known that there's, you know, a problem going on with police brutality. And it's ironic in a sense, you know, being a sports fan looking back at what happened to Colin Kaepernick, you know, all those years ago where the guy was a, you know, a Super Bowl finalist and then decided to start taking a stand against police brutality by kneeling during the anthem and people completely fucking got the message conflated and wrong and made it about, you know, the US Army and and soldiers and the flag and you know, it's ironic looking back on that now. And, you know, I've seen people and I've had friends even who took that stance, you know, say on social media, wow, you know, we really missed the mark. And yeah, like, you know, <laughs> uh, we really did uh, as a society. Now, like me personally, I, I was totally I was totally for what people like Colin Kaepernick were doing. And it's a it's a joke what the National Football League did to him, you know, You'll never convince me that they didn't blackball that guy um, and 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 make it, uh, a, you know, a point to not have him be part of a team, which is ridiculous. Um, but but that was where, for me, I think the seriousness of this whole thing started. 
seeing that guy on that stage with, um, you know, an opportunity to earn a lot of money. Like, let's be honest here. This this is about George Floyd and 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 victims of police brutality. Uh, but for for me, it you know, my attention really got drawn to this seeing a guy like Colin Kaepernick, who's had his career destroyed um, for no good reason. Uh, you know, it. Let's be honest here. Like, if if that guy had have kept his mouth shut and not said anything. And just carried on with his everyday NFL life. He could have earned upwards of 30, 40, maybe more millions of dollars throwing a football around and, and, and living his life. Uh, again, you know, with a guy like him, let's not forget this guy was in a fucking Super Bowl. He's a really good football player. And he went out of his way and, and essentially sacrificed his career or what was left of it. Uh, to take a stand and and that's really fucking brave man and and I I look back on that time now and you know feel sick that the current president of the United States when when Trump was campaigning he made it a point of like calling out NFL players that were kneeling and all this stuff and people just completely missed the point and I look back on all those people and just think like you know I, I really hope they feel ashamed of the stance they took against him and numerous other athletes. Um, you know, there was that whole thing with guys like LeBron James and, and Kobe, God rest him. Uh, uh, the whole shut up and dribble thing. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, being a sports fan, that's a unique uh, avenue because so often fans adore these guys and they – you know, they want them to play well and, and do this and that. But the second they come out with an opinion, um, you know, that they don't like, it's all oh, shut up and play basketball, shut up and play football. It's just like, you know, go fuck yourself. How about that, though? Like, you know, nobody, you know, when you offer political views on your Twitter account with four followers, you fucking egg, nobody nobody tells you to shut up and, and plumb or something, you know, I don't know why I always go to plumbers, you know, I'm not picking on the plumbers. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I did not know what you plumb. I was thinking the fruit. Do you um, know what I mean? And no, I, no, no. I do now. I do understand what you mean now. I was very confused and I just I like, yeah, like, shut, <laughs> you know, like, oh, just shut up and fix cars or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Like, you know, and, and, it's easier to target people of, um, I don't know what the, you know, the right term here is celebrity stature, if you will. It's very easy to tweet at fucking LeBron James because he has millions of followers. He's very active on social media. He's, you know, an extremely recognizable person. It's super easy to attack those people for any, you know, opinion they have. Now, back to the you know, the point at hand here, um, all tying that together, it's, it's crazy to me that, that this is happening in 2020, but you know, I almost feel bad in saying that because again, you know, straight off the top, we are both white, um, come from fairly affluent backgrounds. I mean, in, in the sense of, 
Um, you know, my family was by no means rich, but I had a pretty great childhood. I'm sure the same for you. Um, I have, I have never had an encounter with a police officer, um, really ever. Like I, I can't remember one time where I was ever in a situation where, you know, there, like there were cops involved. And, and of course, like the situations do like change, I guess, when you cross the border. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, not to say like, I hate, I don't like when people say, oh, well, like Canada's not as bad as the States because blah, 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 because for a number of reasons, that's not true. And, and we'll get into this at another day or a later time, but just how we, how Canada in the past has treated indigenous people and how people are still, um, treating like black people and anyone and everyone who when COVID broke out, everyone started treating Asian people differently because they thought that, Oh, that means you probably have COVID and you're going to give it to me. So just the, the amount of racism between both nations is like by far too, too much. But I would say that, um, like in instances between police officers and, and, and civilians is, um, is different. Um, like, I think our officers have more respect, hopefully. Like, I, I don't know as much, like I've been in, I don't know what I'm trying to say here now, but you, you see, and you hear a lot more problems between officers in the States than in Canada, which I think is important to recognize. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. And, and there's a whole narrative here of, you know, the, you know, not to, not to anyone's particular fault, but you know, there's, there's a part to play in this from the media too. Right. And I mean, you know, the news media at large, certainly not where we work, but, um, and I would have a problem with it, obviously, if, if it were the case where we worked, because, it's not the type of journalist I want to be, but you know, there, there is, uh, a, an air and feeling, if you will, among a number of people, certainly in the United States for sure. And to a degree here as well. I mean, you know, oh, we, sure. we've seen some of the shit that, you know, not to point fingers here, but the, that the CBC has done covering numerous different stories over the, the last little while. Like there is a, a, a feeling among people that, the the big media corporations have a tendency to sensationalize things and often you know run stories that are a lot more negative um that all said though i think that you know right now if you're if you're kind of taking a stance that oh well you know <laughs> you, like it really it bothers me and it kind of bums me out cuz it, it's missing the grand point when people tweet things like all lives matter and all this horse shit. I saw a girl today on Twitter, like, Oh my God, I, I couldn't believe it. Like she was, uh, she's like a vegan activist. And she was like, remember guys, like cruelty toward animals is, uh, you know, a big deal too. And it was just like, God, like feel the room woman, like you not the right so time. Stupid if that's what you're saying during a time like this. Oh, For, like, it and she's getting destroyed and like yeah, and, as she should and you know that's the other th aspect of things like this these big social issues is like it's not you got to be self-aware our number one rule and and two like people we've said this before with other issues that we've discussed right people 
I, I actually honestly believe that being self-aware is probably the most important social skill that you can have because if you don't have the ability to step outside yourself and, and be empathetic towards somebody else in, in all kinds of different situations, you know, um, and, and be aware that the world doesn't fucking revolve around you and your views. Um, I just think that, you know, you can see it in people that are like that. Um, they're lost and it's sad, you know, when you come in, you know, contact with people like that, like myself, you know, it's, we're in a weird spot here, Fee, like we're, we're both fucking white Canadians. We were born here. Like I, I can't speak to the experiences that these people are having. And that kind of goes back to my point about the media. There are people that are like, Oh, well, you know, it's not as bad as people painted out. You know, one bad cop doesn't mean this or that. Well, like, you yeah, know, well, look at what's going on right now. Like yeah, I mean, you can see to, the video. We don't have to understand to take a stand, I think is what, is no around so we totally don't, we can't relate to what's happening to all of these people across the the country the world um but we we can learn about it and we can um research it we can have like stick, be aware stand with them be aware and and let everyone know that this is not okay that other people are feeling this way and being treated this way and that's why it's so important to to take a stand and be someone's ally because I mean, there's a, a lot of people out there who aren't a, th a thousand percent and you nailed it right on the head. Like we, I can't, I can't come up with a single scenario ever in my life where I could relate to something like this. And, and that's the thing is I, I've experienced my life the way I've experienced it. It is what it is. And you know, when I tell people about it, be it like, you know, I'm a very strong mental health advocate. I've done a lot of work for mental health. Obviously, like my family has a history with that, an unfortunate history. Uh, and I'm I'm wide open about that. Um, and so I, I can I can relate to something like that. I can I can share experiences. I have no experiences of being discriminated against. Certainly not that I've ever felt at all. Um of being discriminated against because of the way I look like not ever. I can't think of one even subtle time that that's ever happened to me. And I think that that's the key here is like, people are going, Oh, well, you know, like I've, I, you know, I don't think it's that bad and I don't think this and that. And, and I mean, let's be honest here. The only fucking people that are saying that are white. Um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like this stuff isn't happening people of color are 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 have been saying for years that it happens and it's not just police brutality that's the big issue we're we're you know that has tipped this over to the boiling point f for the better i think you know we'll we'll touch on the whole rioting situation which is a whole another thing that has drawn people's attention away from the point but if people are telling you through especially now through means of media social media we've never been more connected uh in terms of communication certainly 
um, in the history of the world. You know what I mean? If people are saying, hey, I've I've been discriminated against. I felt I felt, you know, um, I felt less because of the color of my skin, my race, my religion, what have you, then who the fuck am I to sit there as a white guy who's never experienced any of that shit and say, no, you haven't. Or, or well, it's not that bad. It's like, well, but it is though. And, and, and what I don't understand what some of the people that take that stance what their thought process there is. What does it matter to you if that's the truth of the matter? Like, I don't understand the the argument there because, like, really what you're doing at the end of the day is just saying, no, like, you know, racism, it, you know, isn't that bad. Like, it, it really is, though. And expanding more on p- police brutality, and saying, well, not all cops, not all cops are bad. Well, guess what? That is an industry that you can't have any bad eggs. Imagine going to the hospital, you need surgery. Someone's like, guess what? You have 10 doctors on staff, nine perfect, amazing doctors, but there's one who who likes to target people and just not perform the surgery well and they die. Would you go to that hospital or, or not? You're going to a restaurant where Great reviews, four out of five stars. Most of the chefs are great. But, you know, one will just sprinkle a little poison. In. Like, you can't have professions where people aren't good. You can't have a, po- a police officer has to be working for the, for the general public and not have any biases and help everyone equally. I mean, you can't say not all cops because there should be no cops that are uh, like targeting um, anyone. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And like, you know what? It's like anything in life, like nothing is perfect. And in an ideal world, that would be the case. Now, I understand that like in any profession, like we've talked about this, there, there are going to be shitty people. Like, you know, in, in my profession, the profession we both work in, I would, I would say 96% of the people I've encountered have been really great to either interact with or work with but yeah there's four percent that are you know fucking assholes for no reason and it's like okay great but you're right like you can't you can't have people that are put into a position of such power like that acting the way that Derek Chauvin did who of course is you know the officer that kneeled on George Floyd's neck for nine fucking minutes like it's it's so bizarre to me right that like people I haven't seen much of it but like people defending it and whatever and and saying well you know like he was resisting arrest like there's video dude there's cameras everywhere now he a million percent wasn't and 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 again arrested for um allegedly using a counterfeit twenty dollar bill and I can say allegedly because you can't say for sure whether he did or didn't until it's tried in court and you know what it can't go to court now because he's dead yeah it and and that's that's another aspect of this right is that i'm sorry like if if your stance is different like you're you're wrong or certainly wrong to the degree to the degree that i'll never agree with you that's the other side of this right is that black people consistently 
Um, and I'm not going to say it doesn't happen in Canada because yeah, let's over. just be real. It like it it does. There are there are biases against people of color in many different aspects of society. Um, that people perpetrate and and that sucks. But that's another aspect of it. Like you'll often see, um, you know, people of color reprimanded and punished for what I would describe as a petty crime far worse or in in the very least more often than you or I would. Do you know what I mean? Like, so the whole, that's what blows my mind about it is like two things. One, so the, the, the whole thing starts because they think that he may have used a counterfeit $20 bill, which first of all, to me is like, all right like like oh okay don't do that like in in my personal opinion not worth putting handcuffs on somebody for then of course like you see the we've all seen the video footage he was not resisting arrest and then the other point that's mind-blowing to me is like you know when you're a little kid you know one of the things that like a little kid will say is like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Firefighter, police officer are probably two of like the top five answers kids will give, right? A thousand percent. I probably said it when I was five. A police officer looks like a fun job. And I can tell you for sure, like when you're a little kid and you have no notion of, of, you know, the real world, quote unquote, and like you're playing cops and robbers or something. I can, I I can never ever remember like fake arresting my brother and putting my knee on the back of his head. Cause to me as a little kid, that's not what an arrest looked like. It was just like you put handcuffs on a guy and he went to jail. And we'd, you know, you'd go over with your friends into the jail area or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it, it was never like, okay, I'm a little kid. I'm playing cops and robbers. I've arrested my brother. Now it's time to DDT him into the pavement and sit on his spine. Yeah. Is this sure okay, you get mom? That pepper spray. Like, the pet man. So it's just insane. And and uh, yeah, obviously, like our hearts and thoughts are with George Floyd and his family and and everybody else that's you know been you know, wrongfully killed by police officers. And, and thank God, I I really hope that this is finally the start of like actual change and society moving in the right direction. Because right before we came on, I did see that they did charge the other three officers that were there. Um, and, um, Derek uh, Chauvin's, um, third degree charge has been upgraded to a second degree murder charge. So which is the right that, charge. Yeah, that is the right charge. It's, I have no idea why um, he wasn't charged with that in the first place. Um, well, it, <laughs> but, it would be because of the original autopsy that was done, which, by the right. way, the guy, uh, whether it's the coroner or whoever it was that works for the state of Minnesota that did the original autopsy should be mm-hmm. fucking fired. You're yeah. an embarrassment. That's such a that- joke his pre pre-existing health conditions is likely what caused the death not not being choked for 9 minutes that yeah exactly <laughs> has like nothing to do with it i mean it, even if straight up like even if this guy let's say he he wasn't let's say if george floyd wasn't um murdered by um being choked he he was he had a heart attack and died 
he only would have had a heart attack. <laughs> that still would have been a second degree murder because he was only terrified by being choked. Like, like if he died before he, I don't know. I, it just didn't make any sense. There's no way that this wasn't a murder charge. No, it, 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 it absolutely was. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know of any reasonable person that could watch that video and, and have any opinion other than that. Really? I, it's, it's just crazy, man. And, and it's, it's another, it's another example of, you know, a deep rooted problem where people of color have been saying for years that they're treated differently by police and, and people of authority. And that's not right. And, and like, I'll just say this too. Like I, you know, this is just my opinion, but you know, to tag it back, you know, into the sports world, the only time that the only time that people of color are, in my opinion, overtly celebrated is if, you know, they're, they're doing some sort of, uh, what I'll call exploitable athletic achievement oftentimes. And, and you'll see this, like, this is a whole other issue, but you've seen it for years with things like the NCAA. If you can play basketball, you can, you can go to school and that's a whole other issue. Like the NCAA is a joke. Like they give scholarships to kids and they don't actually really learn anything of value, but as long as you can sink a three pointer, you know, we'll hook you up, but you, but, Oh, by the way, so you're, let's say, um, you know, let's say you're uh, a young black kid from Harlem, just as an example, and you can play basketball real well, and you're you're from a poor neighborhood, what whatever it might be, whatever your circumstances. As long as you can play basketball good, we'll hook you up, and you can take fucking bullshit language classes and and like high school math, and essentially really not go to class and learn anything. As long as you play good for our school and make the school lots of money from TV contracts in the NCAA tournament. Um, awesome. Oh, but by the way, though, you can't earn any money yourself. So like, say we sell t-shirts with your face on it, even though that's an image of you, you can't earn any money off that. Uh, you can't sign autographs and earn money off your autograph. Uh, everything has to go back to the school. It's, you know, like that's a fucked up aspect of society too. And that's not, and I'll just say, you know, to be fair, uh, that's not just the situation for only black people that you know, black athletes that play an NCAA sport, those rules apply to everybody. You you can't earn money and that is going to change finally. But you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just one of those things where, um, I, I, I just think it's an example of, uh, you know, people of color being exploited. Like as long as you can do something for me, you know what I mean? Yeah. In in that scenario, at least that's how it can come across to people, right? And and I don't know if that's you know a fair assessment, but it's certainly how it looks at times. Um, but yeah, it it's crazy to me that we have to have this conversation. It's not right, and and really, that's uh, I think you know again is two white people. I think that's really the only thing that we can say 
and and stand for at the end of the day is that we don't think this is right and we don't agree with it. Like I I, I don't know about you. I, I well I know for a fact it's not you know the case. I've never looked at somebody differently because of the color of their skin. Like my parents, like definitely made sure that like we knew. Like everybody's just a human being and some people look different and no big deal. Like that was probably it. Cause I've never had like a, yeah, no, you're not born racist. No, <laughs> you're, you're, dude. You're, it's you're, taught. Yeah. It's taught. You see um, society acting a certain way. And then that builds like your own fears for whatever reason, because you're told to be afraid or you're told to hate someone. So you do. And I guess if that's your upbringing, but then it's like, it, it, no one is, is above learning, though, is a thing. So you can blame it on your upbringing, but you, like, you can't because anyone can open a book. Anyone can read the news, what's happening. You can make your own decisions and, and, re, um, and just rethink all of your, like, your opinions about things. Even if you're, you're, you're raised a certain way, you can always put in the effort to, to become better and become more aware of what's really happening in the world. For sure. And, and I think that people that are often thrown into that um, type of scenario where, you know, they have built in prejudices against people, you know, because of their family or the way they were raised. Yeah, of course I understand that. I understand. But if, if you're the type of person that, you know, you become an adult, you have the power to think for yourself and you're not willing to learn and accept that, hey, things might not actually be the way you think they are or were taught that they were, that that's just totally the opposite of our number one fucking rule on this podcast. You're not self-aware. You're not you're not able you're not able to have a healthy conversation and and have healthy, better opinions about something that just for me personally has always been so basic. Um, people are people and it doesn't matter what part of the earth you're from it, uh, and what you look like. Uh, I, I just don't understand personally because I've never had that, you know, path of forethought, how people can think like that. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but that all said, just because I'm, just because I'm aware of that thought within myself that I don't look at people differently, I never have and I never will, um, that doesn't mean that at all that I'm discrediting what is happening and what needs to happen. I, I, I'm fully aware that there's racism going on. I'm fully aware. I always have been. I'm fully aware that people treat people differently because of the way they look all the time. And I'm definitely fully aware that there's a real fucking problem with the way that police do their jobs. Um, and it's not just the United States. Like, you know, this is like, you know, the world isn't trying to pick on the United States here. It's just this latest thing. It, it seems to be you a lot. Um, and not, <laughs> not the only you, one of like the Americans. They're the only well, one with a president who says to open fire on on protesters and and if they're looting then they should be shooting. Like which like, yeah. they're the only one with the president who's saying to, to shoot. And their that's civilians. that's crazy to me that like he tweeted that right and and um 
you know, because that's obviously a callback to something that happened back in the 60s, which was, you know, really bad. And and that's fucking crazy to even say that. Like, you know, this shit was happening in the 60s. It's like, what are we doing? You know, that like uh, I, I just don't understand. Like and, you know, I remember my parents telling me even uh, about Rodney King uh, in the 80s. You know, he's beaten to death by police. It's just like, you know, it, it's just this merry-go-round of what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't mean we like, you know, the people that are, you know, have a solid mind and, and, uh, you know, respect for all humanity. I just mean like we as society and yeah, th that's the one thing for us, you know, we, we're not racist and never have been and never will be, but that's the one thing that we got to do is, is try and make sure that we're listening and actually paying attention to the problems and, and doing what we can to stop it. Like, uh, it just, it's just sad, man. Like it's a sad yeah, fucking, I don't know. And we can talk, um, touch on the, on the people out there who say who all lives matter. Um, that's never been up for debate. Obviously every single human life matters, but let me explain why you sound stupid and racist for saying that. Imagine, imagine going to um, a, like a breast cancer awareness event and you holding up a picket sign saying all cancers matter. Why are you singling out that one when they all matter or um, all, save the whales? <laughs> or, um, but guess what? All, all animals matter. Like we get it. But guess what? Like they're not the ones having a tough time right now. So it, it's like it's pretty simple that way <laughs> just and <laughs> like october is breast cancer awareness month there's no one out picketing saying that we need um a different month for every different type of cancer every different type of disease because that's not what it's about but if there's black history month there's people saying well where's white history month that's racist <laughs> there has never been a time in history where white people have been oppressed and that is the reason why Black Lives Matter. Yeah, and and that's the thing is like these these people aren't, you know, people of color aren't trying to say black lives matter more. They're yeah. trying to raise the point that for basically ever they have felt like they don't matter as much. And yeah, it that's you're exactly right. It's why it's such a piss off when people are like, "Well, all lives matter." It's just like, "Well, but eat a dick." What about that? Like, like how stupid do you have to be to fucking come into an argument and and take you know the dumbest stance you possibly could? It's just like, oh, like oh, all lives matter. Fucking thanks, Sherlock. Like great like, oh, fucking detective do they? work because. Like, um, as they history don't. shows, that's not the general consensus, and that's what needs to change. Yeah, it, it's just such a it's such a dumb, irresponsible thing to say. Like all these people want, and and let's dig into this side of it now too, right? Is like you know it the one the one good thing out of out of what unfortunately and ridiculously happened to George Floyd. And, and all the others that have been, you know, senselessly murdered by police um, 
because they were a person of color and and were treated differently by police and people of authority because they were a person of color. The one good thing that's come out of this is like there are protests happening, first of all, like in all 50 states. And I saw, you know, like a funny a, a couple of people like with a funny tweet saying like, you know, when's the last time all 50 states did anything together? And it's like, well, yeah, that's that's true. But I, I really hope because of that fact alone that and you can see the images, man, it's not fake news. It's not fucking fake media. You can see the images from all over the place of people in the streets peacefully protesting, saying that they fucking had it. And and that's awesome. Uh, I saw a huge, um, a huge peaceful protest in New Zealand um, there's a massive gathering of like hundreds of thousands of people in Amsterdam, Paris, like it's all over the world, like people um, of all ethnicities coming together peacefully saying, you know, we fucking had it, you know, with this shit. Um, it's just not something that should be part of the human experience. And to deny that it is and has been and hopefully going forward won't be is like, it's just frankly irresponsible. It would be like, it would be like having a fucking hole in your wall and being like, well, the hole's not that big. And so it's probably fine. And then in a couple months, your fucking house is leaking and the hole's gigantic. It's like, you got to fix that fucking hole. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't, I don't think any responsible homeowner, if I can use this analogy, would leave a giant hole randomly in their wall. You'd fix that. And so if, if that's the case and you're not okay with having a hole in your wall, then why as a, as a society are we okay and complicit yeah. in other human beings being treated differently because they look different. It's fucking dumb. It's yeah. just not and then, right. And then the homeowner hires like a contractor to, to go around the house and fix up a few things. And maybe they'll, they'll use some spackle here and they'll use like some paint touch-ups there. But then they'll just leave the big hole because um, – and then they'll make it even bigger. <laughs> that's, that's essentially what's happening. And, and my point in this poorly put-together analogy is – is that many of us, I certainly, do, I would certainly like to believe that I haven't done this because I've got stories to share for sure of, of friends of mine that, that are people of color that have experienced shit where I've stood up and been like, hey, fuck you. Um, it's not something that I'll stand for. But many of us, and, and you know, we're all not guilty of this, but we're all, you know, together in this, we can kind of get in our own bubbles and we've all got our own lives to worry about. Right. And, 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 and that's fine. But what we can't do certainly as white people in this scenario, what we can't do is be complicit anymore. Like all of us have to come together and by all of us, I don't mean all white people. I mean, everybody in, in unison with people of color, all, all of us together 
have to come together and and really say and mean it that this shit's not okay anymore and not allow things like this to happen. And I was fired up when I saw that, you know, they upgraded that police officer's murder charge and that they're charging the other four officers. Like, hopefully this is a step in the right direction because um, we can't have people with, you know, in positions of power abuse it like that and get away with it. It's, it's not right. If, if you or I do a bad job long enough at our job, post a bunch of fake articles or something like that, I would expect to be fired. And it's crazy that, that police officers, and again, listen, man, I'm not picking on police officers. I have friends who are cops. My landlord is a cop. I respect the profession of policing extremely highly. I think it I think it's an extremely noble profession because you're you're supposed to serve and protect, which is the biggest issue here, um, because, you know, black people and people of color are not feeling protected by the people that are supposed to swear to do that no matter who you are. But, you know, for the of course, there are good cops, dude, of course. And it's it's a noble profession. You're putting yourself in the line of danger. You're you're supposed to be going after legitimate criminals. You know, it's a hard fucking job. I could never do it. I respect the shit out of the profession of policing. I don't respect Derek Chauvin and some of his compatriot officers that over the years have have targeted. And let's be honest here. Many of these officers that have gotten into these entanglements, of course, it would be irresponsible to say they're racist, but you can't ignore the fact that they just they treat situations where you could have the same situation with a white person and a black person and the situations are totally different. That's just inarguable. Like, for instance, I have a black friend that I attended college with. Great person. We were actually going to start a soccer podcast. Like, we were both super into soccer, connected with him right away. And, and like, the thing about it, like, again, for me, I never was like, oh, I, he's black. It was just like, oh, cool. I Kane is into soccer. I like soccer. Let's fucking watch some soccer. It Like, it... It just, he's a dude who likes soccer and that rips. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I, the only time that I've ever been pulled over by a cop, my taillight was broken on my shitty old truck. It was the first vehicle I ever owned. And he asked me some questions. I was five minutes from my house and I left. Now, in your heart of hearts, really put my friend Ikena in, in my shoes in that situation, especially maybe in a place like LA or something. Do you honestly think that that situation would have turned out the same? I don't, I'm willing to bet that the, the vehicle would have been searched and all kinds of ridiculous shit would have happened. Now, hopefully nothing scary like what happened to George Floyd happened, 
But for sure, it would have been different. And I'm aware that that happens, but, and I'm aware that that has never happened to me. That's the best way I can explain this to people. I'm, I'm aware that that would have been different somehow if my friend had, had been there and not me. And that's completely wild. And, and to my point earlier about like, you know, black athletes and, and people earning like a certain uh, celebrity status, guess what? It doesn't fucking matter for them either. There have been NFL players that have been uh, beat up by police. Uh, I can't remember his name from the Seattle Seahawks a couple seasons ago that was wrongfully arrested. He was confused with somebody else. And they oh, yes, because he, he fit a profile. Because he fit a profile, exactly. And that that whole thing needs to leave mm-hmm. the policing world too. Like, go after criminals uh, on a legitimate basis. Don't, you know, it, it's crazy to me, man. And and the whole thing with the with the protests, people are saying, oh, you know, these people are violent. The president is is targeting people that are peacefully protesting because some piece of shits are going out and smashing store windows and doing this and that. And I'm like, I'm sorry, just to be frank, like a lot of them are white. We've I'm seeing the videos on Twitter. I saw one today of, of a guy, a white guy took a skateboard and was smashing the front windows out of this store. in I think Los Angeles and these four black guys grabbed the skateboard from him and were like, dude, stop and like there was a guy in nashville too where like these white kids like young kids younger than you were like throwing bricks and and throwing stuff at cop cars and this older black gentleman was like please stop this they'll blame us yeah that yeah yeah i've also seen videos there was like yeah there was a white guy trying to like dig up some like concrete or whatever yeah to throw it at a store window and he just got tackled by this herd of people trying to stop him from from rioting because they're just at a peaceful protest like yeah. you can you can have a herd of people occupying a street and be a peaceful protest and that's fine but i mean yeah like looting and, and rioting like but again like people have been peacefully protesting for so long and their voices have not been heard so i mean i kind of like i get it i get that they like want to make a, a bigger impression this time around yeah, like uh, of course, of course, like I don't agree with smashing store windows and doing yeah. this and that, but yeah, like some of the some of these people, you know, ha- yeah, have uh, as a large community have felt oppressed for a long time, and uh, I, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't blame them for being temper wise on edge. Um, it's it's just. It's such a weird thing, too, because, like, we hear all the time on, like, things like the news, you know, experts and whatever, saying saying things like, and I don't know, maybe this is controversial, may, maybe it's not, I really don't care, um, but you'll you'll hear people saying, well, it's a really complex issue. To me, it really isn't. It's, it's not a complex issue. Just be better. Just be a fucking human being. Don't be shitty to people because they look different than you uh, or or practice a different religion or a different sexual orientation, whatever. Like, 
learn just just learn about people you, you don't have to agree with someone's way of life or or say i want to live that that way for myself but the least you could do is not be ignorant and learn about it and learn why why they do things this way you know that sort of thing it it just that's not i'm like i'm grateful that my parents had the wherewithal to like you know they didn't have to drill that in me and my brother uh it it just that's just the way it was you know what i mean like it's very simple to me to just be a fucking human and respect other humans i i don't know what's hard about this i just don't like <laughs> I, I wish just i could don't. answer for you but yeah, it seems pretty simple to to not be so terrible, but for some people that it just it hasn't clicked in yet, um, which is frustrating. And yeah, all of these. Yeah, there, I, I've also seen like going back. I want to touch on like the media coverage of this because um, I've seen people tweeting about like a, a whatever news station I forget what, but tweeting like, "Oh, like these um, police officers are kneeling down with the protesters." Um, having like a peaceful like pray or whatever with everyone and then 20 minutes later after the reporters are gone the police officers are pulling down these protesters masks and pepper spraying them so yeah that's and and if anything that's what i'll call a a false positive if you will not mm-hmm. i'm not talking about fucking covid i'm i'm talking about this is what I mean by that in that it's not good that that is happening to these protesters getting fucking tear gassed and pepper sprayed. Like, man, I can't remember where it was. If if it was in Seattle or, or Texas, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, like they pepper sprayed like a nine year old kid. It's like, guys, they... you're not doing much to help, you know, your argument that like cops don't need to calm the fuck down. They like, shot our rubber bullet in some girl's eye. So like, she's blind now. It's happened to a number of people yeah. that have lost their eyes and, and whatever with these bullets. It's like, ridiculous. Man. Big like police forces walking down, um, just like residential streets, like so far away from the chaos, like private residences. They're just standing out on their porches being yelled at to go back inside there's no protesters anywhere around for miles but then you hear an officer say light him up and they start shooting rubber bullets at all of these people just standing on their front porches yeah that and that's you know insanely upsetting i know in dc the other day when fucking old dawn uh really kicked shit off um you know that whole aspect of it too, ha- like just needs to be addressed straight up. And I know like on one of the news programs in the States, I think it was the governor of Illinois who, and, and again, not that it matters, I think, but I don't know whether or not the governor of Illinois is Republican or Democrat. And I really don't care, but like, just like went on the air and straight up said, like, like we got to get rid of this guy. Like he's got to resign. Like mm-hmm. what, like what Trump did the other day is the single most embarrassing fucking political um, half hour of television I've ever seen in my entire life. It, it, I felt, I felt like it was 1940. 
I couldn't fucking believe it. Like it was so unbelievable that like he was like, yeah, I'm going to send the army. And it's just like the guy has no perception of law or or what his actual job is. And if like, you recall those um, protests people had um, a few weeks ago about being quarantined for too long um, and they were all gathering, um, not wearing masks, blah, blah, blah. And, and um, he sends out a tweet saying, these are good people, blah, blah, blah. And now all of these protesters, now he's calling them thugs. Like, what's the difference, Trump? I mean, it's just a peaceful protest, isn't it? They're all nice people. But, but no, they're... half of them are thugs, apparently. Yeah. Because they're against his ideology yeah. of what he thinks the country should be. And, and it, it like, it's, he's a fucking coward. Like at the end of the day, it's, he's, yeah, we, we don't like to get too political, but I mean, after this, if you are a Trump supporter, I mean, I don't think I can, I can stomach a conversation with you. Yeah, like because at the end of the day, we've talked about this, the whole cult of personality thing and and people getting so overly political that like their whole personality is being a Republican, a Democrat, a liberal, a conservative, an NDP, whatever. Um, that's not healthy either if that's like your whole personality. And and so it's fine if you are a rep- if you identify as a Republican, but get like s- get somebody else in there. Mm-hmm. Like y- y- you have to again, it's about being self-aware. Like j- I I've, I've voted legitimately for all three major parties that we have here in Canada at different times of my life. I'm I'm going to be 29 in like a month, uh, literally a month today. And so, right. So (laughs) I've, I've been voting for nine years and I voted for all three major political parties at the municipal, provincial and federal level numerous times Yeah, because I, I'm, I'm aware enough to go, well, I might agree more with this party's platform, but I think this particular politician would do a better job. And that's how I cast my vote. I don't yeah. go, well, I'm a cast your vote. I'm a conservative and my dad was a conservative and his grandpappy before him was a conservative. So I've got to vote conservative. It's just like, man, have a fucking mind of your own and, and have some have some deduction power and be aware that maybe the person representing your favorite party isn't a good fit for the betterment of the country and you're right like i just don't see where anybody who supports i'm fine if you identify and agree more with the republican platform yeah fine we're not yeah we're not saying like yeah stop like change your whole political ideology but 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 look at someone and and judge their actions yeah i think that's allowed yeah it's that old saying you know when somebody tells you who they are believe them (laughs) <laughs> and and all that that guy has done is created more brutal divisiveness than I've ever seen in my life in a country, uh, which ho- hopefully, again, that's changing. Like protests in all 50 states, like that's fantastic. You know what I mean? I, I really hope we're on the road to, to actual proper change here. But yeah, I don't see where anybody who just is like, well, I like Donald Trump, like all the, you know, whatever, has a leg to stand on. I don't see how as a rational person with any empathy 
a, a, an empathetic fiber in your body that you could vote that guy back in again. And, and it's not, I'm not American. I'm not a fucking political expert and I don't want to be, we know this here. We know this here. I don't like politics. They bum me out. And I'm not saying that fucking Joe Biden is going to be the greatest fucking president ever. Okay. To be perfectly fair, I liked Bernie better, but (laughs) it doesn't matter because I don't have a vote. I'm not an American citizen. I'm not telling people, well, now you've got to be a Democrat and do that. No, dude. But just here's your two options. Fucking use your brain. Use your brain. Joe Biden was out there like in the midst of protests, like meeting with people and and chatting and whatever. Yeah, he's Trump... gone on record a few times um, in support yeah. of of the the right side. I, I'll say that there is a right and wrong side. <laughs> yeah, it, there really is in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. And and it's ridiculous. Like he he was the vice president under the first and, and only so far black president in history. The guy has moral fiber. And again, I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be the greatest fucking president yeah. of all and, time. And he does have a, has some sexual assault um, charges or something under his belt, too. But, I mean, both of them do. So, I mean. Yeah. Well, geez, that's another aspect. <laughs> yeah, of that's, a, that's not, not like, even what we're getting into. But it, it, um, it's really the point of this part of the conversation is just like the guy has shown time and again that he's not a good person, he's a selfish piece of shit, and when you've got a guy like Joe Biden who's out there on the other side of the picket line and he's out there meeting with protesters and and talking with people and and walking and trying to get a grip on on what's up and listening because again as white people really at the end of the day that's all we can do is is listen um and not ever understand on a personal level but empathize and and learn and and take in the information from people of color and go, I hear you and I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's all we can do. Yeah. And when you've got Joe Biden out there doing that and then fucking old Don comes out of his bunker, what a fucking idiot he is, man. What yeah. a prick, a cowardice prick. Like protests start and this guy's hiding in the in the – the White House bunker. Yeah. Like, and come I, I on, think, man. It's not a nuclear strike. What are yeah. you doing? I think the some like the bunker hasn't been used um, since 9-11 and the <laughs> lights in the in the White House haven't been turned off since 1886. And um, Trump did both during these protests. Um, it's it's just crazy to me, man. And again, if you're too blind with whatever political view you have to look past the person because the a, a political party is a party it's a, it's a set of communal ideals that a bunch of people represent if you're too blind to look past a person who's at the figurehead of it and, and not acknowledge they're a bad person i just don't know how to help you man uh, at the end of the day and, and for him to do that. And then you got Joe Biden out here meeting with protesters and then old Don wants to take a shitty picture in front of a, a, a church. So he tear gasses yeah. people literally oh 15 God. minutes after he goes, I'm an ally of peaceful protesters. The people in Washington were fucking standing there, dude. Uh, like it's not fake news. It, it's, it's fucking real. They were all standing there and he got army people and, and the district police yeah. To, to fire tear gas at them so that he could walk and not have to 
and not have to look anyone in the eye because yeah. God forbid he actually ever has to like answer for anything and uh, walk and take a dumb photo of like, I don't even know if he was holding a Bible. That could have just been a, his fucking his phone book for all I know. And he stands there and whatever. And then like the the bishops and people that run the church were like, we don't agree with this. Like he had no permission to do that. Like we're totally against what he did. It's ridiculous. Like everybody is against this guy. And so I don't understand how any rational person after even seeing that could be on this guy's team. Um, and all and, the uh, people there with him are just f fucking scumbags. And we know there's been, you know, so many mass gatherings um, all around the country, the world. Um, like COVID like cases are going to spike soon. Um, but I they, would, they would they would spike a hell of a lot less if um, police didn't pull down people's masks to <laughs> tear gas them that would make them cough and like just like spit on talk moistly on people like like yeah, obviously they're... that's going to have a big issue if like most people i've seen pictures are like wearing masks and keeping like a relative distance as much as they can and i mean that was ruined when they all had to you know start like trying to like breathe so they wouldn't die in in the gas <laughs> so i mean that's that's definitely going to be a factor but that's not what people are going to talk about they're going to talk about the mass gatherings causing a spike in covid cases but there's a reason for that yeah it's uh i don't know man like it just it's crazy and and i think to um you know i just I, like it's crazy i couldn't believe you know, what I was seeing on TV on Monday, like it was, it was beyond belief, like, you know, saying that he, and like, you know, the tape leaked of, so, you know, like the, that people in power are against the guy too, because the, the tape leaked of him talking to the governors of all the States, basically saying, you guys are weak. You're not handling it properly. And I'll send the army. And it's like, he, I don't know that he realizes that he can't do that. Like, and if he does, like, there's a law, and I don't know what it's called, but there's a law where the army, like, legitimately can't be used to enforce law against the citizens of its country in America. That's a law. It's on the Constitution. It's illegal. Like, you can't, yeah. well, you can't send the army. No, he doesn't, man. He doesn't He's just that. like, oh, I'm... I'm the president, whatever. Yeah. What's ironic about that too is that, you know, you know, I saw a tweet that people were sharing of his from a couple of years ago because he was so anti Obama and all this other stuff, where he was like, uh, uh, oh, you know, Obama's responsible for this. And, uh, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, uh, if you're a leader and don't take responsibility, then you're weak. And then like all the clips of him being like, Oh, I don't take responsibility for that at all. Blah, blah. Like with the COVID stuff, it's yeah. just like the guy, the guy has no moral fiber in his body. He's a complete psychopath. He's a sexual predator that somehow got into office. And I, I, I hope now that it doesn't, that it just swings into the middle. Like, you know, that seems to be the thing in America where like, one president like this gets in and then it swings way to the other direction and then people on this side are screaming. I hope we just find a middle ground here as a society where it's just simply not okay to treat black people or anyone of color differently 
And uh, that guy is just a, a complete psychopath. I, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, and also, I did see... like, you go. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, like, uh, just like I did see, um, you know, like there's that great video going around of that that sergeant in Michigan, uh, in Flint, that police, uh, that police chief, like walking with everybody and gathering the protest around, being like, we're gonna we're gonna parade with you guys. Like, we want to be a part of this. Like, you know, we care about the community. We're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna, you know, police differently because 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 of what you guys look like and whatever and like he him and his whole precinct like marched with them it's just like that guy gets it man yeah yeah it's just that there are people within the police ranks that don't and they abuse their power and and quite often it's against people of color and that's not right that's that's the point of all this and that needs to change have you seen videos of um police um literally running people over in their cars yeah, it's unbelievable. Like, um, it's really crazy. Like there, I saw that clip today of um, I don't know where it was. It, again, it really doesn't fucking matter. But somewhere in the states, like there's there's all these black teenagers like standing on the corner together, and uh, a police uh, SUV comes by, and they just start shooting at them with rubber bullets hmm. um, to make them disperse. It's just like you know. The, the bad apples are really bad and and they're in full force right now and and I blame Trump because like we talked about last week with the whole uh, long-term care expose and and fiasco going on up here shit rolls downhill man it all starts with the leadership and when and when shit starts going crazy and police are are, are, are out right now you know attacking protesters 98 percent of whom, are well no 100%. 100% of the protesters are peaceful. It, it, it's none of the people protesting are are the ones, you know, violently wrecking stuff. It's assholes who are rioting Yeah, and they're being just taking crazy. advantage of the situation. Exactly. It's that whole herd mentality yeah. thing and they think they can and then hide they, yeah, they lump them all like so yeah, everyone else is lumping them all together like all these protesters and, and yeah, leaders not are all together. the same, but they're not. They're the real protesters are out there trying to stop the looters and the violent people. And you can see that there's also videos of um, like an officer got separated from the rest of his um, detachment or whatever. And there was like a, a force field of people like circling him to make sure that no one else attacked him because people were trying to attack this lone officer. But then he was being protected by protesters. Like there's so many peaceful people out there that are just being lumped into to the violent people. And that's not fair. But I mean, it's, I mean, that's not. what's been happening for for decades and centuries. So I mean, who's yeah, that's what's got to stop, man. Like, yeah, people need to take a step back and realize this isn't about you and your way of life. Um, actually, like you know what? In a way, it is. It, it is about us and our way of life being the same for for these people. Mm-hmm. They don't. Like, you know, the people protesting, like people of color and people who are oppressed and, and and everything like that aren't protesting so that they can be fucking number one or something. There, there is no number one. There shouldn't be. There has been for a long time, but there shouldn't be a number one, you know, race of people. They all they want is to have an, a, a life that's normal like we've gotten to enjoy our whole life i've never been 
you know, prejudiced again, based on my skin color or anything. I've never been treated or assaulted or, or wrongfully, um, you know, put in a situation by a police officer. Uh, you know, I, that's never happened to me. And that's all these people want. They did like, you know, it's, it's crazy hearing all the stories being shared from people of like, you know, I walk home from school and police harass me and like search my bag. And yeah. it's like, well, they're not and doing think, it yeah, to like the white kids have been, um, I think ended in like a lot of places, but there are a lot of places that still do it. And, and I mentioned, I mentioned earlier, and I'm sure you've probably got examples too that you've seen or in the very least heard about, um, with, with people in, in the circle of your life. But, you know, I, uh, you know, m- many of us had the, you know, the opportunity to, to go to post-secondary. I went to college, you know, w- what do you do when the big project's done? You go out, you hit the club, like have fun with your friends. Um, and you know, for anybody believing oh well, this doesn't happen in Canada. Like I saw that article by that guy, Rex Murphy, that guy's a fucking loser. He is such a dope saying, oh, you know, systemic racism doesn't exist in Canada. It's just like, did you pay any fucking attention during history class, man? Like how dumb are you? Have you ever walked outside and opened your eyes? Yeah, it's ridiculous. I, I had, uh, a couple, uh, in my class, you know, the first year, there was probably 40 of us, give or take. And like, there were a couple international students from different parts of the world. There were many of us that were, um, you know, a different ethnicity, uh, if you will. Um, and I can, I legit remember one night we went to a club, uh, I won't say where because, you know, I'm not trying to fucking I'm not trying to sewer anybody here or sewer anybody's business. But we went to a club one night and one of our friends in the program, I walked in. We were waiting in line, as you do. And you go in past the security guard or whatever and pay your cover charge and go in. I walked right by the guy and went in after showing him my ID. They frisked our buddy who is a person of color. That's fucking wild man Uh, like you know what i mean like and and that doesn't like some people would say like yeah like it it happens it it really does and and some people might go oh well that's not that big a deal but like emotionally that is go in without having any issue and then being stopped and holding up the group like that's first of all embarrassing because now everyone's like waiting for you and all eyes are on you and and yeah, it just it, like it, it hurts. Like I'm assuming because I it don't does. know to be sure judged by just being like, just looking at the color of your skin like that. And, and he, like, he took it in stride, which well, is you you know, incredible. So, I mean, and that's you know how good. to handle it. No. And that's the issue. But, but he took it in stride and we were all like, Jesus, man, like, you know, like I like all of us said to him, like, man, like that was really fucked up. And he was like, yeah, you know, like, whatever, let's just get on with the night. And to be honest, like it, it really, it, on it, it, it yeah. fucking ruined the night. Like we were all just like, well, we don't want to fucking stay here now. Like that was yeah. really fucked up. Like, well, yeah, so we went somewhere else. Yeah. Oh yeah. We went somewhere sure. else. Um, shittiest club in the city, by the way, but, uh, I won't say what it was, but, uh, we went somewhere else and had a great fucking time and, you know, just, you know, bought, bought him a drink. Like we were just like, 
you know, me and me and my friends in, in the program, you know, you know, the white guys, you know, all hanging out with them, like all felt fucking terrible. Cause we were just like, man, like I, I know like no one said it out loud, but we were just like, you know, that was really messed up. And then also like internally, I'm sure we were all thinking the same thing. Like, man, I do not know what that's like. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and that's, it's fucking, it's crazy, man, that, you know, such a subtle little thing. It was, it was 15 seconds of our lives, but it was a pretty impactful 15 seconds. Cause like, yeah, you have that preconceived notion of Canada is such a welcoming place. And like, it is, but like this stuff does happen though. And it's irresponsible to, to say it doesn't. And you know, that mo uh, that moment, like, st- like stuck, stuck with us i think um because and the worst part is it did not stick with the bouncer <laughs> no not at all and he, he like never gave it a second thought and then did it a bunch more times i'm sure for sure and like we i it was just one of those moments where we all were like kind of whoa like things are different um and it was just uh yeah man like a jarring experience. Um, and like on that note of, of certainly like Canada, like I don't know how you could not be aware unless you have your head under a rock for your whole life that like, you know, I love this country and I love living here, but like, let's be frank. Like our country did some really fucked up shit to indigenous peoples. Like, um, like you know residential schools were a thing like residential schools and the way we treated indigenous people is our big you know horrible pockmark on the face of our country's history that's what it is it's slavery for america and and well let's just be fair what they did to indigenous people too for hundreds of years let's not ignore that but you know here in canada the, the the big one is like how we treated indigenous people, certainly in the 20th century. Like, man, the last residential school, I think it closed in like 94. Like I was three oh years God. old. Like that's unreal when you think about it, man. Yeah. Like that's like, not long ago. Like that. No, that's not that. long ago at all. And, um, really horrible things happen at those places, man. Like, uh, my best friend, Quentin, who I've known since I was like five, grew up around the corner from me in a small little town. He was absolutely for sure the only Native American like family in town. And I like I I know like shit was different for him. Like nobody, nobody at school, certainly that I hung out with treated him any different and of course i didn't like i didn't i didn't think or didn't have reason to think there was anything different about quentin he's always just been my buddy quentin you know obviously later when you know you you start growing up a bit and learning you you learn like oh you know you're of native american heritage his mom is native um his dad was not um he is he's considered a status native here in Canada and 
like I know things were were definitely worse in terms of like getting teased and stuff like that for his sister, his older sister. Um, you know, I know people used to say fucking vile shit to her. Uh, and and like, you know, that's unreal. And I didn't understand why because I was a kid. And then like you start learning about racism and different things like that. And it's like a shitty thing to wake up to. But, you know, it's a reality that, you know, hopefully this whole movement is waking everybody up to it starkly and, and everybody's eyes are open. Like this shit is happening. It's real. I can remember one time, um, uh, like, you know, Quentin's my best friend, man. Like we've been together for a long time. We've been through a lot of shit together, you know, fucking high school heartbreaks and growing up, we started a band together. Like we're, that guy's my fucking brother, man. And I think like one thing, like I remember a moment that stands out for sure. Like, um, because obviously with everything and the fallout from the whole residential school thing and the government finally apologizing, um, you know, there, there are certain reparations, if you will, that the government of Canada has tried to introduce to, try and help indigenous people. It's not doing a good enough job. Let's just be frank. But you know, there's, there's a program where like they'll, they'll help you out with school to a certain degree and whatever. Um, and, and like, that's, that's awesome. Like that, that's how it should be. And that, that never, that never really occurred to me. Like, he Quentin and I started college at the same time. We actually had some classes together when we were at Fanshawe and he's gone on to become, you know, a successful, uh, sound engineer. Um, cause obviously that's his passion, but I remember being at a party. It was either a party or we were at somebody's house. I can't remember where we were. It's not important. And I remember like chatting with like a group of people. I don't even remember who all was there, all of our band friends and someone we were talking about going to school and Quentin and I were both in general arts together. So he, we both took general arts for a year and then went on and did our actual like programs. He of course took music industry arts, which is a really reputable program at Fanshawe and I fucking did TV and I remember um, somehow in the conversation it coming up that, you know, he was native and his his mom's native and like, you know, her ancestors were, you know, part of the people that were in those fucking horrible schools. Um, and somebody said something to the effect of. Uh, oh, you're native. Oh, well, that's cool. Like you're set, you're set for school then. And like came off as an innocuous comment, but we were all like, dude, <laughs> like, does that make up for <laughs> everything that's happened? Yeah. That's uh, not really the point. He's just like, oh, you're <laughs> set. It was kind of just like a nonchalant, like, oh, you're yeah, set. Like he then. Didn't what realize. are you? What, what are, are you doing? worried about? Yeah. And yeah. And, and to that person's credit, I, I, I don't know that they realize that that was an extremely fucking offensive thing to say to my friend. Um, but it just, it just came across as 
oh, well, you're native, so, you know, the government's giving you all this opportunity for free. Um, you, like, what are, what are you oh, they worried about? they for that opportunity, so as if, settle as down if, there. Just as if, mm-hmm. he's, like, one of the hardest working dudes I know. Yeah. And it was just as if, like, oh, like, you're getting special treatment just because, and insinuating that, like, he didn't have to work hard to get that opportunity. Because... While the government may have had a program in place to help my friend because of his native status, which is the way it should be, the comment basically insinuated like he still had to get into the program. They don't just let you in and do any (laughs) fucking pro like just because my friend's native doesn't mean he can be a fucking astronaut. Like they don't just let you in and it, like he, of course, being, you know, the good dude he is like kind of let it roll off his shoulder and was just like, well, ugh, that's not really the case. And like we were all pissed, like we were all kind of like, what the fuck, man? Like and I remember, you know, one of our friends at the time, like, you know, taking him as the guy aside and being like, listen, man, like that was really fucked up what you said. And like you should uh, like apologize and uh the guy was like oh man f- I, like f- i didn't like i didn't mean to upset him and i was like man like for sure though like you you really shouldn't have said that like it bummed me out man cuz again i f- i feel lucky that like i had parents and and people that i grew up with that always made sure that we treated people fairly no matter what right and so yeah like he's just uh, certainly up until that point where I actually saw it happen. Like he's just always been my buddy Quentin. Like he's not my native friend. Yeah. He's my fucking he's my yeah. brother, man. And when we that had a roommate and a good friend in in college, um, yeah, native as well. So she she did get her her schooling like subsidized or whatever. But yeah, we didn't even ever think about that because we were just hanging out with our friend. <laughs> yeah, it was it uh, oh, so you mean like a normal person then? Uh like it yeah, that type of thing should just never be an issue because, yeah, the whole point of a program like that is to help people, in this case, indigenous people that have been oppressed for a long time by this country here in Canada. I'm sorry to say it. Like, if you don't want to recognize that that type of shit has happened here, then I don't know how to help you, man. Like, it's just reality. But that shit happened. And it still happens today. People are people discriminate against indigenous people and and other people of color here all the time. Is is it as widely covered or or visible in a media sense as it is in the United States? Of course not. But there are a couple of factors to that. A, first of all, it doesn't make it less important or less real. That's the most important thing. And two, of course, it's more visible in a place like the United States. They have 10 times our population. Of course, there is more of it. Of course, you know, but, you know, to to say stuff like that doesn't happen here is ridiculous. And I know I know even of I've seen Quentin a couple times during this quarantine uh, to try and help him out because he's been living by himself and basically hasn't seen anybody. Um, 
as recent as like a year ago, he was telling me a story about um, helping out his now ex-girlfriend, who's a great person. She was actually on this podcast not long ago, Nana Rach. Um, They they dated for a long time and, and, you know, they're friends and, and that's great. But they he was helping her brother, I think, out with something something to do with moving and a buddy of his said, I can't remember the exact details of it, but said like a, a, a similarly really insensitive comment to Quentin about being native and Rachel's brother, uh, like was like, man, you can't say that. And like, doesn't hang out with that guy anymore. Like, you know, and it's just, yeah. you know, for, and- for me again, I'm, I'm white. I've never experienced shit like that and I never will. Um, but that's as close as I've been to a situation like that. And again, he's just my buddy, Quentin. He always has been and always will be. And, and to see and know something like that happened to my friend, it like really fucking bums me out, man. Like Mm -hmm. it just sucks. And I guess at the, the end of the day here, if, um, if we learn anything from all of this, it's, who your friends are and who you can agree with and, and who's worth your time of day. Cause if there's people out there disagreeing with your, your policies here, then I mean, is there really any room for them in your life? I guess, because I mean, it's a pretty important uh, issue to uh, disagree on. I'd say. Yeah. It, it's just something that's so basic to me mm-hmm. that, I just don't understand or can wrap my head around being on the other side of it. I, it just doesn't make sense. Um, the shit has to stop. We as a society and certainly, you know, the two of us individually as, as white people who, who have never had to suffer some, the realities, uh, of people of color have to keep the conversation going and, Um, We wanted to have him on today, but next week for sure, we'll get Quentin on here and and he can talk a little bit about it. Right. Like he, Mm -hmm. he, he's done such a good job of, of fighting through that prejudice, fighting through that um, uh, quote unquote lack of opportunity that was unfairly thrust on his people and, and, and his heritage uh, he's done such a good job of rising above that and, and doing an amazing thing. He he had a dream and a passion. He chased it and he's doing it. And that rips. But like even during this whole COVID thing, and, and again, it's I think it's important to note on that, like you did earlier, this pandemic's still going on. We gotta be careful here. Like I'm all for the protests and it's that's more important, I think, but we we all gotta be careful. That all said though, um, you know. And again, yeah, you know, like uh, just he he's done a great job of of doing what he can to, you know, he's worked really hard for the things that he has. But I know that a lot of his family that live up north and are on reserves, um, you know, it's fucking tough, man. It's tough for those people and we're not doing a good enough job of supporting them. And we're not, our government does need to do more. Um, 
he his life is great like and he's worked really hard for that but there are a lot of people even within his family and certainly within uh you know the native american culture that you know don't have that man and and that's a reality that you know everybody's going oh you know this black lives matter problem it's in the states it's in the states we've got a serious fucking problem here too and we'd be remiss if we didn't pay attention to that either but really again, all i want to say like yeah. is at the end of the day like we're in we're in support of this of this movement we hope you guys are too and i mean i don't know like if and, you're not don't fucking listen to this podcast like yeah, we and want we, nothing we to do with that we don't want you to just blindly agree or disagree with what we're spewing here go and do your own research come up with your own opinions and become an ally um yeah i guess that that's it i mean there's there's so many resources out there you just have to i mean just a simple google search what's going on like the facts are there if you like and just yeah just do your own research and come up with your own conclusions about what what should be done and, and there's there's lots of things that um you can do even if you're not experiencing the same prejudice as other um, races there's still plenty of things that you can do to help uh, yeah a thousand percent there are a lot of great organizations that you know you can donate to uh they're very easy to find on the internet uh you know the black lives matter movement has a ton of you know great resources and, and stuff like that if you're interested in doing something like donating but at the end of the day live live your life and, and be a good person be a good human being um and and to your point like you said yeah like e educate yourself if it's something that you aren't familiar with or aren't aware of you know that's fine you know no one's no one's gonna like you know socially criminalize you for that but go out and recognize it do some research like you know uh, it's tough right now with covid and everything right but you know social distancing like if you've if you've got a neighbor in your neighborhood that's you know a person of color you know go talk to that person maybe learn some things like you know learn a little bit Everyone's about their perspective yeah. exactly it's 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 i it's don't easier know to under, like, yeah to understand i guess what's going on if you had more um first person stories and and you can talk to, yeah. to people in real life rather than just going on online so for sure I mean, it's it's one thing that. to read stuff it it's another thing to like actually hear firsthand accounts of what of what life you know has been and can be and hopefully going forward will not be like for people of color it's uh you know i think that that would be an extremely valuable thing for people to do if if they're unfamiliar with the issue uh and the issues at hand here um yeah i just uh that's all I've really got, man. I'm 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 bummed out at what happened and and what sparked all this. Uh, you know that shit never should have happened to George Floyd or or any of the other people that you know this situation has has happened to. It's it's time for it to stop, and we've all got to come together as a society here around the world and 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 make this kind of thing stop. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't I have think, much else. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think that's everything we wanted to say. I'm glad we said it. Stand by it. Thank you guys for listening. Um, hopefully, we can get back into some fun stuff in the future. But again, we we can't we can't let an opportunity go by without doing 
I don't know, our part as best we can with, with spreading awareness and, and, um, yeah. So thank you for listening. Yeah. We appreciate it guys. Um, yeah. I don't think be... we need to plug ourselves at the end of this either. We can just. No, you, you guys know where to find us. And, and yeah. I mean, if, if this is your, if, if for some reason this is your first time listening, um, you know, it's a fucking podcast. You can find us where podcasts are, man. You, you yeah. can figure it out. Um, yeah, just let's all be better. Let's all love each other, man. That yeah. That's what we want to do at the end of the day. The more um, voices saying this, the louder it'll be. And hopefully the sooner change will happen. Million percent. I agree. Uh, yeah, we really appreciate you guys listening to sauce and goss. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully, you know, not have to have a conversation like this again, but we are going to keep it going next week. Mm-hmm. My buddy Quint will come on this. This isn't an issue that's going away. Um, oh. But yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. I'm Ryan. I'm Fiona. What's up guys real quick to end the show this week. Uh, just wanted to list off a couple places. If you're interested that you can donate uh, to try and help the cause uh, here that we, we talked about uh, extensively on this week's episode. Uh, this first one, obviously a little bit more locally tinged to where uh, Fiona and I are, but you can of course donate to uh, black lives matter Toronto. They're very easy to find uh, another one more locally centered here is the uh, Toronto protester bail fund uh justice for regis uh of course the george floyd memorial fund uh which has raised a lot of money already which is great uh you can also if you're interested donate to the black legal action center uh the black health alliance uh, as well as the Black Artists Network in Dialogue. Uh, all of those uh, sites are on Instagram. They're on Twitter. They're super easy to find. Um, so if you're interested, uh, those would be six or seven, whatever it was I listed off, uh, places that you can go and uh, put some support uh, behind this movement, man. I should also mention, uh, because we were chatting about it, uh, if you wanted to donate to uh, some of the organizations that are supporting indigenous peoples uh, here in Canada. Uh, here's a couple. Uh, the Gord Downey uh, Chani Wenjack Foundation does a lot of great work. Of course, Habitat for Humanity as well. Uh, honoring indigenous peoples, helping our northern neighbors. Uh, I Love First Peoples, Indigenous Neighbors Program, um, Inuit Taprilit uh, Kenatami. I hope I said that right. I probably didn't. Uh, not just for uh, not just tourists, and uh, also Indigenous Awareness Canada. Those are uh, just a few of a number of organizations that are uh, helping out the Indigenous population uh, here in Canada. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening this week, and uh, be safe, be well.